Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to what I think is episode 55 of I Understood That Reference. I think you're right. <laughs> I don't know. Probably is. I, I think it is. I mean, some of, the, some, of the, some of the things I went on to earlier was like there was 53 and some of them were 54. And I'm like, huh, uh, let's just roll the dice and see where yeah. see where it lands. Well, you see, I, I agree. You know, you, you, you highlighted the, the non-importance of you know numbering them in like Spotify and stuff like that so that it's more evergreen, as we say in the biz. As we say in the biz, ugh, that sentence made me get sick. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I found it helpful, so I knew what uh, episode we were on. It was already for me, honestly. The numbering but, uh, again, without the number, as I said a minute ago, I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't know what any of this means." Now, there's just mm. there's just words on a screen, so I'm just gonna be guessing what recording to send you each week. Just like, ah, this is probably it. <laughs> <laughs> just see if it fits. So wrong. <laughs> you see, this is about Black Panther too, and you're like, and I'm just like, ah, wow. I loved Avengers Infinity War. Did you see it in the cinema? <laughs> or like the one time we're talking about something serious and it's been like, oh, remember that time? Ha <laughs> ha. Like, yes. Yeah, so now we want to, of course, send funds to uh, the, the, the failing situation. In Anyway, I'm not going to actually use an example because that will destroy. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, oh I no. did. I did. I did. Oh, Bleep no. it. <laughs> <laughs> that sonic ring sound is going to be bleeping oh, again. That's for sure. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to like bring that back. That's a great little bit. I was very happy with the, uh, not not to be toot my own horn here, but just that one little bit where I not edited. To, not to ring your own bell, if you don't mind nice. me saying so. Nice. But Sorry. Rob, how are you, man? How are things? How have you been? Um, yeah, not too bad. Um, summers are flying and the weather is shite. It's been very poor here, uh, weather-wise, in um, London, which isn't great because obviously it was a spectacular blast of heat in 2020 but sure jesus i couldn't even go outside so 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 here i am i'm literally i honestly i feel like i'm not sure much of a fan of friends you are but you know there's this amazing little snippet where joey's like reflecting and he's in this very somber mood and he's looking through uh, a rainy window and it yes! zooms yeah. out <laughs> and it's just a prop with glass running with water running fair, down glass that, that is friends are not great for the old prop jokes and visual gags but no. that is that is an exceptional visual gag it's, to be honest so it gets me every time it's one of my favorite gifts but that's what i feel right now i'm looking through exactly one of those panes and behind that pane that prop is an actual window with um actual rain running down <laughs> <the> glass <laughs> <laughs> and behind the, the pane of glass, there's actual real pain. Yeah, in my eye, behind my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. it, it's funny you say that because, like, you know, last last summer obviously was much much brighter. It's it's not too bad here now, but like in Ireland at the moment, with all the outdoor dining, everything looks really nice and they have really good setups. But the problem is when it's like vertical rain here or horizontal rain, you're just like, I mean, I can't really do a whole lot with it. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of. Yeah. It's nice to have it, don't get me wrong. It's lovely to have the opportunity. I, I've been to a few bars now. No, oh, I bet you have, yo, scallywag. Oh, I'm yo, telling you, I have. I was, was, I was in a bar on, on Saturday, gone there. No. And it's, it's, it's weird because it's the first time that I was in a bar with one other person, all nice and distance and in the open air. And then I knew somebody else and we were kind of chatting like across tables and, and they knew me from like primary school from years ago. And then another person came in who knew me and it was kind of, you know, for a minute you're like, it's almost... 
so basically this is for people if they're worrying about like what it's going to be like when things open up again and like will, will we get back to it pretty quickly from from what i'm feeling so far it's amazing how quickly you you kind of oh, seem yeah. to snap back into it now you kind of got to catch yourself and you know just be sure bit, yeah. Not, yeah but it's 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 nice to see how i think it will it'll go back to, to normal once we get past this pretty quickly oh people are hankering to get back to, to normal it's amazing mm. how it's like you don't know what you've got till it's gone Exactly. exactly never never a, a, a truer phrase at least as far as i'm concerned i always feel like you know you kind of i'm one of those people that i i love i i do like i i i, I feel like i'm pretty social but i'm like almost i take an introverted approach almost in the sense that i'll do a flurry of socializing and then i'm like jesus that's me done for a week or two but then you yeah. have this hankering like somebody says well we go for a beer a week or two later and you're like christ on a bike get me out there it's cob it's yeah. it's, it's <laughs> called a beer call it a beer you know or Christ on a bike. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, one usually then <laughs> leads to another, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. But no, I think I think people are always afraid of, like, you know, it's it's that it's that kind of, that, that observation of, you, you can never, it's hard to shock people into changing behavior so dram- dramatically, and it took, yeah. like, a pandemic to get people to pivot to this. And, of course, there's all these concerns of, you know, you know, this this opening up anxiety and kind of people returning to normal and like how slowly will people creep back into the pubs and let me tell you they're not taking their time they are people people want to get back to normal as quickly as possible because they missed it so much which is a great thing um and you know opportunities like you know allowing people to eat and drink outside kind of allows you you know dip your toes in the pond of normality yeah. as it were to get yeah. back to that sort of gauge your comfort zone with other yeah. people and yeah. and look, some of the, the the way some of the layout of some of the bars and all that, I I think just some of them are fantastic, really oh, really yeah. accommodating tables so far apart and that. So it it is nice to see that people can dip their toe. Oh, in. and if there's one good thing also come out of this, when it's done really well, it's so effective. Is if if to when you can just scan a barcode, it brings you to a website and you can order beers to your table. It's so much quicker than having to battle your way to the top of a bar and then st- sort of slowly balance a tray of pints back to it. It's actually more efficient for everybody because they just deal with the orders as they come in. And it's, honestly, some of the places I've been in, it's been near instant. I've barely hit, you know, submit. And sure enough, there's pints arriving 30 seconds later. I'm like, this is, what is this? Because it's a, it's an interesting blend of like, the pubs want to make their money, but that results yeah. in us getting pints faster. So everybody exactly. wins. Exactly. But, uh, sp- speaking though of Dublin, I'm actually currently looking. Uh, I-, I tweeted out the picture of it earlier. It's uh, by an artist called Rob Steer. He's an Irish artist, and he has this great picture of like it looks like a transformer of Dublin, basically. Oh yes, you just sent that there a minute ago. It was incredible, oh, it's brilliant. So it's got like Panty Bar and Grogan's, and he's like a transforming version. Like it's like Dublin City as a robot, and he's walking with this like an- a walking stick that's the spire. And his- spire, I loved that detail. His fingers, if you look them close, he does a taxi on one hand, and on the other hand, his fingers. Are the Lewis which is like a Dublin basically a Dublin train subway service and it's just ah it's so excellent and above Grand Subway and above Grand Subway yeah I probably should say that but it's oh it's <laughs> such a nice it's such a nice photo such a nice uh, such a nice art yeah how'd you come how'd you come how'd you come across that guy uh, somebody actually tweeted me it and was like oh yeah I think you'll enjoy this and they were not wrong it's absolutely fantastic so I had to I had to buy it because I, I just I love things like that I have one of uh, there's a pub down the road for me called the back page I have another artist rendition inside of that as well I like getting things like that from <laughs> of Dublin <laughs> so when you got that back page it reminded me of the office when Michael buys a painting of the office oh. and, hangs it, and hangs it in his office <laughs> to be fair didn't Pam didn't Pam paint that she did so there's there sentimental value to it but yeah. It's just like, it's like that thing of, 
you know, you, you, Google Maps is created and it, it unlocks you know, any place in the world you can go to on Street View. And where does everybody go to their own address? Oh, of course. Like, you can go anywhere in the world. <laughs> People are weird in a great way. In a, in a great way. Anyway, have we done enough fucking <laughs> shiting? There are we. <laughs> right. Usually, usually we kind of do the, our, our kind of weary bits and all that to the end and we leave quizzes and games and all that. But I found one that I've been desperate to see how it works, okay? Now, look, <laughs> you, we did before, we did a Google Translate quiz called Lots and Translation about the MCU where we got quotes and Google translated them. Now, we're not going to do that this time, but we're going to do it next time for sure. And I'm going to quiz Rob on the DC universe set of movies so we can do that next time but this one i think is amazing because this is this quiz is certified from the british film institute so it's got the credibility Uh behind it so and basically we get to answer the question that i feel like since we started this podcast 54 episodes ago that every listener and myself have wanted to know and that is whether or not rob is a replicant (laughs) jesus Okay, let's get stuck in. So, so I love Blade Runner and and the sequel, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Me too. Potentially better, and I don't like saying that. They're both amazing movies for a myriad of different reasons, but they're both excellent. And if people don't the, know, yeah. replicants are just basically uh, kind of cyborg android Androids. humans. Yeah, from that film. Well, I I I'll agree with you that it's potentially better, but it's because it it. It has the benefit of having the history of the world created already in the excellent first film. It's like why The Dark Knight is so good is because Batman Begins is so excellent as well. It's that kind of toss-up, I feel, if yeah. that makes sense. It has. It's got the, it's got the base set up. And also, oh, yeah. it's a good film in spite of the fact that Jared Leto is the main villain in it. I mean, that's... <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. They said... <laughs> and I wouldn't take... They said it couldn't be done for an answer. For an answer! <laughs> <laughs> it's Arrested Development, everybody. You gotta, you gotta get on board the Arrested Development board. That's we've become oh an almost strictly Arrested Development podcast. Uh, if you haven't noticed in the last while. Oh, excellent. Sorry, Rob. Hello. Just, 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 just before we start the quiz, do you I mean do you feel like a replicant? I don't know. Are you gonna? I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly able to suddenly snap into the archives and replay this video over and over again. And, I'm I'm prepared to answer the same questions on that very video over and over again to see how I feel. But since this is over audio, I'm introduced. I'm I just I'm wondering how you're going to coax it out of me. Is what I'm wondering. You're not you're not Harrison Ford. Set you're you're not set across from me. Well, I'm not, not an attractive uh, detective either, Rob. So look, we work with what we've got. Okay. <laughs> okay. Enhance. Okay. Enhance. <laughs> Zoom left. Zoom left. Zoom left. That scene goes on for an astonishingly long time. It's like it's almost a... almost the runtime of the sequel. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna put on my I'm gonna put on my serious detective voice now. So, Ooh. come in, sit down. Reaction time is a factor in this, so uh, please pay attention. Oh, I love it. You're watching TV. Suddenly, you realize there's a wasp crawling on your arm. You. Swat, squash, savor, or trap. Swat. You pass a homeless person. Cold night, big city. You fumble for change, but a ten-pound note drops into their lap. You leave it, swap it for small change, say it was deliberate, or double it. Oh, 
I'll leave it. I'm thinking of that. Have you seen an episode of Extras where Ricky Gervais, where he drops, he does, he gives the money to the homeless person and they're like, oh, this much or whatever. And he goes back to try and take it back off him. Oh, yeah, anyway. I actually, I haven't seen that episode, no. I'm not, Extras I'm less familiar with. Anyway. A friend offers you tequila. In the glass lies a worm. Time to drink it and enjoy the ritual. Do nothing to mask your disgust. Refuse it, politely. Pick it out. Mask my disgust. Oh, wow. Okay. Now and then, you contemplate life alone. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Who's this disgust for? <laughs> yeah. Independent, inconceivable, insulting, or intriguing. Intriguing. You see a friend who has suffered bereavements. Afterwards, you feel annoyed at their lack of engagement, powerless to help, <laughs> saddened, or bored. Oh, Jesus. S- saddened. I'm like, there's, there's no empathetic question answer on that one. I'm like, wait a second. Exactly. Okay, at a party, a guest boasts of their perfect life. How do you respond? I indulge them. I try to outdo them. I sit silently. Or I mock them. <laughs> I love the simplicity of I mock them, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, sit silently. Oh, 100% I would have mocked them on that one. 100% I would have mocked them. Uh, finally, it is bring your kids to work day. Oh, God. Your child misbehaves and is slapped by the boss. <laughs> what is your reaction? Horror. Acceptance. Fury. Fear. Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, look, Rob, you are 39% likely to be a replicant. Ooh, mystery. I think, therefore, I am poetic, but do you really understand it? Those memories could be implanted. They taunt. Painful to live in fear, isn't it? Oh, that ambiguity has left me unsettled and nervous. That's a fine score. A fine score. What's yeah. in what direction is good? In that, out <laughs> of those results, as in like, if you're thirty nine percent likely to be a replicant, means you're sixty one percent unlikely to be a replicant. Oh, okay, that's a nice way of spinning it. Yeah. I'm not sure whether the yeah, I wasn't sure what the success was here. Whether uh, you know, do we want to be replicants in this society? Maybe. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Of course not. Uh, but, I mean, I got a, I got a, you think that's a moral or a, a quandary you're going to worry about and stay awake and overnight, overnight. I got, you are 50% likely to be a replicant. So that means, uh, like, even the test doesn't know. That's like, yeah. it could be. You're no wiser than when you went in. If anything, it's less clear. <laughs> yeah, because before and I was like, surely I'm not a replicant. And now I'm like, God damn it, I'm, I'm probably a replicant, aren't I? But then I might not be. It's like that bit. It's like that bit. The Great Dictator when he changes the word negative and positive to Aladdin. To Aladdin, so, yeah. I'm afraid you're the, Aladdin. Yeah, you're HIV Aladdin, <laughs> and, and he has to go through this cycle of reactions. Um, that Aladdin thing, that that yeah, that yes no thing is the only. That's the best joke in the whole film, and the rest of it is trash. Amazing, you said that because so yeah, that film is absolutely terrible. But that the first five minutes are actually yeah. quite funny, and you're like, oh, Where, this has potential. About the rules he puts in place, yeah, as a dictator. And the race and all that, when he just, like, the, the starting pistol, he just shoots the guy. Like, the Olympics, yeah, it's like the Olympics. <laughs> oh, very good. 
nice. And then, and then yeah, he, he waves the finish line to come closer to him. He can't even finish like a 100 meter jog. <laughs> he has to. Uh, anyway. Anyway, but Rob, speaking. Very interesting. Speaking of things that you thought were going to be good ah, from the ah. first part of it, and then it turned out it was awful. We're going to do a bit of an owl discussion here, Rob. Do you want? Do you want to tee us up for what this discussion is? Yes, because I have a name for it as well. Oh, okay, no here way. we go. Here we go. So listen, we've all been there. We've been in the Schwinema. We've been on YouTube, and you've seen something before the main event. A sequence of pictures and images with music sometimes, <laughs> and it and it flutters by in a wisp, and sometimes it creates such mystery and intrigue. You think, oh, hey, hey, holy moly, I'm gonna. I'm going to come back for the the main chorus of that dish, let me tell you. And, okay, maybe I'm all over the place here. The, we're talking about trailers. Movie trailers. That were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you are a replicant. Yeah, exactly. So, we're talking about trailers that were so fantastic, you thought the movie can only be better, but it turns out they were so bad, they weren't even worth seeing in the first place. So this is our newest segment. Yes, another segment that we call Trail Your Failures. (laughs) 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 Oh, that caught me completely off guard. Did you do like, I was was laughing before it even finished. Were you doing like, like like a broken trailer music? Yes. (laughs) Of course I was. And I was already laughing over that. You know when you laugh at the potential of something and then you miss you miss it what actually happened or not. I had to just clarify. I was like, I, you didn't make that sound right because I was already laughing at the prospect of that. You were like, did I make that sound sound in my head? Oh. Oh. Jeez, that segment, this is word alone for that moment. I mean, I, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. So, I mean, I, I, what's the best way to do this? I think... Maybe the best way is we each just pick, like, I don't know how many you've prepared. I prepared, like, five, but, like, most of them are terrible. And it was only because I assume we're definitely going to have at least one in in common. I think there's going to be two or three, actually. The more I thought about this, if there's one thing that became very apparent apparent when I started researching this segment was there's an astonishingly high volume of of good trailers to bad films. Because, I mean, it shouldn't be be surprising when I think about it because I watch a lot of trailers. God, it's disappointing. So what I did was is I tried to create a short list of ones that were personal to me. In, in other words, films that I really wanted to see almost regardless. And then the trailer amped that up only to be disappointed further. Okay, because so because I knew there was going to, I knew we were going to have some in common. I'm like, look, so I, I obviously I have them and I can talk a bit about them. But at the same time, I was like, look, because of that, I'm going to go for a few absolutely out of left field ones. Just to, just to spice it up. Which I knew you would, yeah, I knew you'd, de- I knew you'd deliver on those. I knew that would happen. <laughs> All right, then. I mean, do you want me to tee it up or would you like to go first? One of your... Go for it. But, but, but can I say, like, the, I, I want, firstly, I just want to kind of say why, or, I mean, that's you reasons, but I, like why I kind of thought this would, or why this entered my head to do this segment. In Because there's a particular, there's a particular reason. And that is, I was looking at the trailer for the new Suicide Squad film just like two days ago or something like this and i was like this film this trailer like all the trailers so far are absolutely terrible this film is going to be awful like it's just it looks terrible in the trailers surely it can't be any better and it made me think of the original suicide squad trailer 
the very, very first one for the original 20, whatever, 14 or 2016 one. And I was like, ha, I remember those trailers were good. And that film turned out to be pure shit. So what is this <laughs> crap going to turn out to be? And that's what made me think of like this. To there. That, okay. So that's very interesting because top of my list might as well get it out of the way i kid oh, you not the here first thing that came to mind is 2016's suicide squad we don't even need to dwell on this but how dare they use bohemian rhapsody and then create such a shit film how dare they if everybody remembers that trailer and i'm sure you do everybody was all a buzz about this because as oh these you know let's take the flippant dc fans as they are like batman vs superman i think came out just before this the same year but a bit before and then this is like a little bit of context and of course people were like uh, originally they were defending Batman fans Batman vs Superman profusely but then this trailer comes out and it makes this a deliberate attempt to be really alternative with the way it was marketing itself it was fun it was colorful it was lively and then as it turned out the film lacked all of those things so you're left with this empty lifeless meandering mess of a film which was the potential was so massive because of that trailer it actually still made like 750 million dollars that's how effective that trailer was and it, it, it is in my opinion the worst dceu film it was nominated Comfort for an oscar right it won best makeup well, there you go it's it's a it's an oscar winning film technically but see see rob i i saw this is good because i was going to take this from a different angle and like because it's really interesting because the way you said it there that trailer with the with the queen bohemian rhapsody right and it's all yeah. like colorful and flamboyant let's and like, go let's wacky. have a bit of fun let's not let, let's not take ourselves too seriously was the shtick that's what they were doing but the trailer for that film that i love more than that trailer was the one before it So it had like a, a, a Bee Gees, a, a cover of a Bee Gees song. And it's like, a, you know, I started a joke. Oh, and, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's actually really kind of looks kind of dark and looks mysterious. And it's amazing to watch the trajectory of that film in from like, like you said, from production to Batman versus Superman come out to reaction to then, oh, God, what's going to happen now? We have to completely change this film. It's like. That first trailer oh, like, is super serious. Yeah. And like the first trailer yeah, is like yeah. super serious and dark and looks a little edgy. And then by the time the next trailer came on and it's like Bohemian Rhapsody, like that, that's, you know, the song from bloody Wayne's World, like boom, 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 mama mia, mama. And they're all like kind of hitting each other against walls and Harley Quinn's like laughing away. And you're like, what is, what has happened here? And it, and it is really well edited, like the reloading guns to the beat of the yes, music and yes. stuff and hitting people, and clobbering people in the head. Like it was all very well edited. And then by the time the film comes out, you're like, it's like, it's like neither of those trailers. It's like, it's what t- is this supposed to be? <laughs> oh, Jesus God. And there's a whole, remember the start of Suicide Squad, there's a whole like kind of montage where their names come up on screen. But like, it's clearly just edited after the fact to make it look like that so none of the scenes have any like sparkle or any kind of like ex- like you know oh, joy or joy de vive or whatever it's just like basic scenes and then like all this like lens flare and glare comes on and it's like harley harley quinn and all these like love hearts everywhere and you're like what is what is this but i know I, I, what's amazing it's so last minute that they only had time to do that for half the characters <laughs> so they only they only got as far as <laughs> Harley Quinn and like Deadshot and then I think maybe Mr. Maybe Mr. Boomerang and then they're like ah oh, fuck it we've released the movie next week we don't yeah, have time that'll do it'll do it'll do 
So it wasn't even consistent in that idea. What a disaster. Well, so yeah, that's, that was an obvious one. Everybody knows where they stand on that film because it's it was so infamous upon release. And as the perfect extension to that, and the reason I'm not going to use this as one of mine because I don't really, I actually haven't seen the film yet. Have you, have you seen Birds of Prey? Oh, oh, try to watch that. Turn that off. So I did. Do, do you remember the teaser trailer that came out for that? It was like a 30 second teaser trailer. And there is this amazing song by, a, I think it's a French band called, I think it's it's either Moderat or Modrat, I don't know how to say it, but it's Ooh. an excellently serious song. And I just like, had is real... it just her walking? Is it? Is it just her walking? Yes, yes. For, and, it's just, and it kind of flicks then between some of the different characters and you just see them like yeah. spinning around her and there's no story. No, and the music is excellent. And it says, mm. see you soon. And again, that looked really like kind of like steeped in like kind of, I don't know, there's a weird like style and flair and all that. And then again, by the time the second trailer came out, it's like, change it, just change it all, just change, make it seem like another, another Guardians of the Galaxy crazy thing. What, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Because what happened was, is that they went for this really stylish approach with the with the trailer and the marketing. And then people were like, wait, is that for a film? Is it for a perfume? Or what the hell? Like, what's this for? Like, nobody knew what it was. I remember people literally didn't know. They had to change it to, was it like... Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. They, they had to add her, yeah. A new error is the name of the song. Moderat, a new error. There you go, off the top of the old noggin as well. Oh wow, a new error. Yeah, amazing song. Like a mistake. Like oh yeah, like a mistake. I mean, <laughs> how apt? How, how apt? How apt? How prophetic? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's brilliant. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. So, and it's Joe. It's a real shame actually, because that casting of Harley Quinn. What's her name? Margot Robbie. Like that is phenomenal casting, and she is inspired. And she is brilliant. And actually, she leans the right amount into the kind of Mr. J style Harley that's yes. from the cartoons without it being too hawkish. Yeah. So credit to her. I just she's been doing a disservice. You know, hopefully it, she gets a, a a proper second crack at it now with or a third crack at it, I guess, with the Suicide Squad. But there you go. That was the one that it, it's funny because you didn't team me up with that example, and I that was the first thing that came to my head, but unprompted <laughs> was that god darn awful film. Well then, do you, do you want to go with your actual? Or, okay, I'll go then. All right, so. And this is where it gets a little... Spicy. A, a, little, a little... Yeah, a little spicy. I'm going to take this in a, in a strange direction here. Wouldn't be you if you didn't. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so this trailer... It's not a good trailer, okay? It's not. But the problem is, the first... <laughs> already, already the format is out the window. Oh, the format's gone. The first... <laughs> and that was the end of our segment, that trailer break... <laughs> But the the trailer now, the first 30 seconds are, like, shall we say in the last few years, they're one of the most, like, interest-piking or peaking trailers I've seen. And it's for the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. So, do you remember that trailer that everybody critically panned with like 53 million dislikes or something? Yeah, well, sorry, you continue. I know I was going to add context. You, you were going to say it actually, why, why they were disliked actually. Yeah, so, so basically, I mean, all the, every guy in the world and all that kind of stuff was like, oh, it's going to be terrible. And all these, the whole furore happened because everyone's like, oh, it's only misogynist downvote and became this horrific, horrific mess that I don't even really want to kind of go near at all. I just, I'm just going to leave that where it is. But what, okay. I, what I wanted to actually talk about is that the first 30 seconds of that trailer that was the most downvoted in YouTube history for a while is that it starts off and says, 
30 years ago and the Ghostbusters original music is like on the piano going dun, 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 dun. and you're like oh no way and it's like four scientists saved New York and the music continues dun, dun, and it's just showing like shots of the city and you're like this is Ghostbusters oh my god and it's like and now a new team emerges to answer the call and already I'm like oh my god it's the same Ghostbusters universe because it's it's saying that, that they saved they saved the city you know the four scientists team up to save the city so obviously it's going to be like a continuation of of Ghostbusters or whatever yeah that is not true now the rest of the trailer <laughs> yeah the rest of the trailer is absolute absolute cack it's, ab- it's absolute cack it's basically it just becomes Saturday Night Live improv is oh, what it becomes it's it's a, it's a Saturday Night Live sketch that you don't expect to be a real trailer and with that in mind I want to read a comment by the way just because this was absolutely hilarious as I was uh as I was Research as I was getting the picture for it earlier, and this is this is hilarious. So, jeez, I saw this on a flight, and people still got up and walked out. <laughs> people are funny. Like the the YouTube comments is a dangerous place, oh. but especially if it's a political video or something. But my God, <clears throat> there's always a gem in there. Just some lonely soul has had a moment of inspiration and just summarized exactly what you were thinking somehow in a comment. Like, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. To quote a cereal, a golden nugget. Mm. I do remember that trailer, actually. That was golden nuggets. I love those. I, I, oh my God, so sugary. But look, I could like, admit that it, look, it's a, it is a terrible trailer, but the promise of that first 30 seconds, the fact that they lent on the original Ghostbusters and that, that they saved the universe now when new team answers the call and then turned around and just like, laughed at everybody for saying oh you don't compare to the original ghostbusters or it's not the same or oh how dare you but even though the trailer itself referenced it and like teased it up as in a new team yeah, have to answer the call like they did 30 years ago but it's it's not it's not in the same universe the the ghostbusters never happened in that universe there's not so you know just because and by the film by the rest of the trailer you don't necessarily know that so that's where my, my the premise comes in as in like that trailer made me believe that it was set in that universe or that those Ghostbusters did exist 30 years ago. So then when I watched the film, I'm like, oh, that's that that was just in the trailer just to get people to like it. So that yeah. pissed me off. To get, to get people to go see it. And actually, what's more astonishing is that Bill Murray agreed to be the character he was in that film. Because it kind of, I feel like it it kind of insults his own like work. In the, I know it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, but it didn't come across that way the way they, for me anyway. You know the way he was supposed to be like, a non-believer yeah. so he's not he's he's uh, ugh, look, and, and they kill him they kill him in the film yeah maybe he asked for that uh, he probably I mean we, uh, to be fair not to Bill Murray yeah uh, apparently there was a a large litigious battle to get him to appear in that film shall we say oh so they threw a lot of cash at him basically is what you're saying <laughs> essentially essentially yeah I mean he probably had to show up for a day and he got 20 million or something stupid so I can't begrudge people for doing that when he if it's that easy but oh, yeah. that that's a that's another thing i don't know look anyway yeah no, look i don't want i don't want to dwell on that movie i just thought it was an interesting one to use because i mm. remember that coming out and i remember look look i'm not one of those people who was instantly like there's women in it it's going to be shit i'm not an idiot you know so i was like look i'll give this film a chance i'll see what it looks like i love the Go- ghostbusters is one of my favorite films of all time i don't feel like it needs a remake so look they didn't remake it they just were like, let's do something different, which is whatever. It's fine. But well, like it just it fell into the classic pantheon of just that templated American comedy. Yep. That's why that's that was the problem with it. Just generic. Yep. There's nothing novel or unique about it. So that's, nothing specifically Ghostbusters about it. 
Exactly. Which is <laughs> a problem in a Ghostbusters film. Amazing. Okay, I got one. I'm curious what your opinion is. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what you. I don't know. This is this is more of a personal one for me because this, I, I okay. I just, so it's this is the, the Hobbit. I don't expect a journey. The trees like torches blazed with light. I cannot guarantee his safety. Understood. The trailer for this was released back in like 2012 or something. So this is going back. This is the first of the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> Every time I say Hobbit Trilogy, I'm like, oh my god, they made three films out of that book. Yeah. But it was the first trailer for the first film. And my, for me personally, anyway, that film got me fucking pumped. Because it was so well, like, as a trailer, it is expertly made. And I think especially it intentionally is leaning towards, it, it's it's catering to Middle-earth fans. And everything about, it's almost like a, a, a beautifully three-acted like, there's a three acts to this trailer. And the initial, like, it opens with, it's like Bilbo and Gandalf. It, it starts with, like, the original cast. Then it flashes yeah. back in time with the familiar music. The, like the, and that's the genius of it. They, they have this whole history, this anthology of incredible Lord of the Rings music is enough of a memory joke to immediately transport you back into that world by itself. And it's like, it's like nostalgia for something that actually wasn't that long ago. No, like 10 years ago. Which is which is incredible in its own right that it has that much of a hold on people, and of course then it's it's them it's the familiar Hobbit music, Hobbiton. It's all rolling hills and sunshine and Gandalf and fun chats, and then there's just this moment where it turns, and this is the point where you realize, okay, this is Middle Earth, but this is a different story, and it introduces the d- dwarves and his dwarves, leader. Yeah. I, I I forget what his name is, but also at the same time it introduces. It starts this transition of like, this is how we're telling you that this is a new tale. And there's this amazing, like really low, like baritone choir singing this old, like the far over the Mount, the, the Misty Mountain song. And it's, it's supposed to be all the dwarves kind of so, like, like hunched over a fire. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, what, they don't need to hunch? Is that what you're saying? No, no, because I know what's coming. I know, I know. Well, I, well, like you know, the way you're like the, what you're taking from this is the yeah, exactly the kind of tone, the serious the, tone. The, this is <laughs> the atmosphere, the, the dramatic tone, <laughs> and the thrill. They've so they've they've already they've already got me with familiarity. Now they've introduced this intensity and this this mystery, <laughs> and it's it's oh, it's so brooding and moody. And then there's it's the trainers swooping around the map of Middle Earth. This is going this Christmas, Peter Jackson, and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. And then it bursts into life with um this the, the new the Hobbit theme which Howard Shore had composed for the film. And now you're in Act Three. You're like holy fuck, this is new music. This is a new world. Look at them go around the mountainside. Jesus, they're off. And like honestly, I've watched that film. I I watched that that trailer back to back about a hundred times, just like trying to get all the little details. It looked incredible, like the detail. Oh, the excitement! Oh, Lord blesses him. And then I went to see the film, and two hours in, I'm still fucking watching them eating dinner, throwing <laughs> plates around the place, like acting like children. And I'm like, is this is this ever going to end? It was the and it was this really intense r- rubbery 3d film that i could not understand and i was like 
is this I think I've walked into Jackass 3D or something there's just what is all what's with all the rubberiness what's going on <laughs> do, you, oh. do you know the start of Batman and Robin where they're fighting Mr. Freeze in the ice rink and Batman's like his feet <laughs> and like they, they, they slip up and that you know that banana peeling lies goes like Whee! and like there's like guys goons falling all over the place every time I think of the Hobbit the first Hobbit movie that's what I think of I think of them all walking around and like throwing food at each other and singing the songs and I'm like it's, this is an hour and a half this is an hour and a half into the movie there's three movies of this what is I, I, what is this I was hit with the same same realisation of this movie is going nowhere and uh, there's three uh, there's two more of these I was like when are they getting to the good stuff man oh. that was it that was it like I'm not saying that film is brutal but I just it's just not it's just not great i mean i weirdly enough i i think it's the best of the three which is not what it's not saying a lot i think the second one is the best because the dragon steals the show that's uh, the uh, the third the third one is appalling third one's awful the third one is terrible <laughs> the one that shouldn't have existed basically well, yeah. two is enough although to be fair i think i said this in this podcast before peter jackson famously just came clean about saying he was showing up every day just not knowing what he was going to do next yeah. like they were they were making up stuff as they go because he inherited that job kind of late in the day and they changed things around or whatever from still, from uh, what's it called from Guillermo del, Guillermo Toro. del Toro there you go god I, mean, I actually I would have that would have been amazing because he would have brought a different aesthetic to the whole thing yeah and a very like a tactile kind of creatures and stuff like that weird S- very slimy yeah. yeah that's a slimy real practical yeah. creature. there would have been so much slime and drool so much you know? like, <laughs> eyes guys with eyes everywhere is that just like yeah. eyes walking around the place basically like <laughs> and long hands and yeah. fingers <laughs> is, is it is it the second film where they go in the barrels and they have that barrel thing down the river <laughs> yeah because yes. I remember watching the first film and thinking, well, at least all the slapstick stuff is out of the way in this one. And I want the second one and I was like, you were fucking kidding me here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens in that one. Oh, gosh. Nice. God. There's a bit in the third film where there's rocks falling and Legolas runs up them like it's a set of <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I'm not sure if you remember it. I know the way. It doesn't even look out of breath or anything. It looks so... The, the lack of physics on it is so ludicrous yeah. like it looks like the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man with the rubberiness except for worse yeah. somehow yeah they. I watched Spider-Man one the other day that holds up for its age I must say nice. the third one doesn't but anyway we don't need to dwell on that one any longer but god that one he, like an cr- incredible trailer to that Agreed. Okay. Uh, well, how about we have one more each then? Yeah, because we're we're yeah we yeah, yeah we perfect. keep yeah let's just yeah we can just keep going as we all right as we figure it out the trailer and perhaps one of my favorite trailers of all time. So I used to work in a cinema, uh, for six I years. I I I have two guesses as to what this could be. <laughs> okay, to go for it. So I don't think you'll get it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Prometheus was my initial guess. No, that that was on my list, but not not for today. But but okay, that was close though. Okay, how about the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, no. A, a freaking great trailer, though. Jesus Christ. Again, with the music matching the, the, the movements of, like, closing doors and... Oh, no, great. Yeah. Anyway. But, so, the trailer I'm going to go for, and we're talking about music here, is Tron Legacy. Oh! I wrote that down. I'm not even joking. <laughs> because that, that the first trailer for Tron Legacy, because it has the Daft Punk soundtrack... And it starts off and it's like exactly like you said about the how you tell us a story in a trailer and how you build up suspense in a, in a cool way and then just like sucker punch somebody. So it kind of builds it up with the like it's got the old arcade machines, you know, it's like referencing the original and the, the original 
Bruce Bollockson or whatever his name is uh, from the original is in a gun <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh Bruce Bollockson I mean, his name is close to that to be honest it's very close to that but it is he's kind of like oh I wish your father maybe it wouldn't be great my, what do you think is my dad's going to still be in there and he's like wouldn't that be a fine thing and it's showing him on his bike and all that in the city and it looks kind of cool and it's like all retro because of the arcade machines lighting up at the one time and then the music kicks the, it goes, the screen goes black the music dips and then it just goes and you see this like big huge like neon tron machine thing and it's just yeah. and the music the da punk music kicks yeah. it and it builds and builds and i'm like i i as it, as i was saying but because i used to work in a cinema because me and my manager my friend patrick ryan we used to put on that trailer on repeat when like say at 11 o'clock when nobody else was there we'd close everything up and just put that trailer and put it on again and again and again like i couldn't wait for that movie And the trailer is so succinct and so well made that I'm like, this has to be good. And then the film comes out and it's a jumbled mess with absolutely no payoff. There's no real proper build up. I mean, look, the soundtrack, don't get me wrong, is there. But it's the soundtrack has done a disservice because it's, it's like another film, Man of Steel, which may or may not come up later. But it's like Man <laughs> of Steel in that every time the momentum picks up and you're like okay here we go here we go and the music kicks in something just comes in and undercuts it and the music stops and it just moves on to another scene and you're like what are you what are you doing like and it has such an amazing visual aesthetic and an amazing oh. soundtrack there's so much that they could have done with it like you so you you like that trailer as well because you you also oh. had that did you yeah no and i remember i remember a big part of the so first of all has there ever been a better pairing of like a, a of an artist with a film style like that, the Daft Punk sound with that Tron oh. aesthetic is a, like a match made in heaven. So that already, so that was that. It, it even if you didn't know who, who Daft Punk were, it was that effective that it made sense when you heard that music and you saw the trailer. But then also, they were. It was so such a big deal at the time that trailer because they were advertising it as this is version two. This is two point of the Avatar technology. Where you, do you remember that was part yeah. of the marketing. Oh, I do and, the 3D. Yeah, that was enough to get me additionally pumped i was like jesus this thing is going to be unstoppable this film like i'm going to be basically on a light cycle tearing around listening to <laughs> daft punk for this film that did not happen that, <laughs> that happened for exactly 25 seconds of the entire movie and it's like the case with a lot of these films that i think are probably on our list and we can t- return to them another day around how they they tease these incredible looking action sequences and then you get to them in the film and you're just left feeling underwhelmed by them because they're either cut short or they're not you actually only got the one good snippet from that action sequences and the rest of it is a bit generic. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's a problem. It's a problem that, I'm, again, I'm going to come back to later. For, and I think the real problem here with films like this is that the problem after watching the whole movie is you're like, the trailer was all of the best parts. And not just in that generic way of all the best parts are in the trailer. Like, I think they shot those parts to look like that specifically just for the trailer to market the film so then when they actually had to this is Zack Schneider all over it but like trying to actually then put together a film they're like oh we don't we don't really know how we can sustain (laughs) we don't do that (laughs) yeah we don't we don't do well we don't do that here we we don't do that we got 30 seconds to blow our load I know Um, (laughs) but yeah it's so it's it's, and and that that film specifically because there's a scene Uh. earlier on and again the soundtrack kicks off and he's having a fight like the Tron fight with the actual circle like the things on their back and you're thinking this is going to be this epic battle and it's like 10 seconds later and it's over and you're like okay well 
that's obviously a setup for later when they have a big battle. That battle never comes. You know, it's no. just pay off, pay off. There's no payoff. Like, yeah, it's it's that was a disappointment for sure. God, the hyper in that film. Michael Sheen's very good in it though, <laughs> and he's clearly having fun, which is good to see. It's nice to see a, like a, a legacy actor, you know, someone who you're not expecting in a film like that having a good time with it. Yeah, like he's chew- he's chewing it up. He's 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 so flamboyant. And like when he tells the lads to play the music when like the fight starts. Yes. Like that punk are in it. Yeah, like he's having fun there. He has a cane and he's going around like David Bowie. And I'm like, these guys are planning like a, or maybe they're planning like a trilogy with these characters that are, oh, remember that guy? He's really cool. He's going to like slide in like Jack Sparrow again later on. Dies 30 seconds later. <laughs> I'm like, why did that? In, in, a, in also a very underwhelming way. <laughs> oh, yeah. This... Just kind of dissolves. Oh, that's oh, that's him gone. All right, like the plot of the film. Am I right? Get out of here, plot. Nice, <laughs> nice. That is one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. Again, but anyway, okay. All right, Rob, go on. Your last one. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, ooh, I'll pick one. I think that we can both talk about. I was gonna do Ready Player One, but at the same time, do I need to even explain that one? <laughs> like honestly, ooh. Ooh. Spielberg jump by Van Halen looks visually so interesting, if a bit generic, but looks very interesting. And it was not. I he bloody should have jumped ship. Yeah, can't listen to your own soundtrack, you mad thing. Nah, anyway, oh, that was that but, was that was some uh, some clever some clever witticism, Rob. I have to say, <laughs> more of that to come. Yeah, um, I mean, last forty five minutes and starting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've only I've only warmed up. Um, yeah, Ready Player One. Obviously, fun trailer. I, I had read the book. I was really excited. Ugh. What a disappointment. Anyway, we don't even need to dwell on it because I know you despise that film and you like making fun of me because I was hoping that would be good and it wasn't. I know yeah. you have a good time. I mean, that's it. On that. I've been very silent throughout <laughs> this because it hurts me. It hurts me when this film is brought up. It actually hurts me physically. <laughs> <laughs> Ross knows I was so... Not, not that, this, this, there's a difference between being disappointed in a film and hating it. Like, I was very disappointed it wasn't good. And Ross... Just to help me deal and process with that grief, he sent me fucking Ready Player One <laughs> I forgot about co- this. <laughs> coasters for Christmas. I completely forgot about this. Just as a constant reminder of what that film turned out to be. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot. Oh god, I'm 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 great sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's very. I completely. That's very funny. I forgot about that. Man, I I have my bottle of water on one right now. I'm not oh kidding. yeah. And it has the fucking <laughs> iron Gi- iron giant and team Parsifal on it. I'm just like, oh. Oh, team Parsifal. Oh god, I hurt you. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ah. Uh, anyway, I think the one I want to focus on more so. Oh, I've got two great ones. But anyway, um, I think Godzilla 2014 is one I would like to to dive into. Your courage will never be more needed than it is today. Amazing um, shout. Wow, that is an amazing shout. Yeah. And I, I, I actually will take, you know, I, I will accept that, you know, the film isn't terrible at all. It's actually, it's not a particularly bad film. But, you know, for a Godzilla film, <laughs> crucially... <laughs> There's not enough Godzilla. If we're calling it spade a spade here, yeah. he's in there for like 18 minutes or something silly. But I mean, it was, a, and it was the teaser more so than the full trailer, I think. But it's that in, it is astonishing, and the movie starts. Play, it's playing that sort of vocal choral roar from that was used in, I think it was a Space Odyssey was what it was used in, and it's basically this halo jump. 
And oh. all you can see is this like this plane with skydivers in the back, and they're just above this layer of cloud, and there's just this lightning and thunder beneath them, and it's just red. It looks like they're diving into hell, quite literally, which I think is a. And the plane is all red, I believe, isn't it? There's like the yeah, br- it's red yeah. inside. Yeah, the red light for the the launch lights. Then these guys jump off, and it's like going oh oh, oh and the, the the noise is building, and then they break through the clouds, and they've all got these flares on their feet as they're diving in, they're as they're jumping in, so that you know you keep track of who they are. And there's a bit where like it pans out, and you see the the streams of the flares above San Francisco, above like below the plane as they're like diving into the abyss, and then there's then it pivots to the view a point of view shot from inside one of the the divers helmets and there's lightning and thunder just flashing and cracking around the place and just slowly the silhouette of like godzilla is just like zapped in and out of the frame and like you're in those shots alone you're getting a sense of this is a different godzilla and look at the scale of him look at the size of this beast jesus it is the most incredible way of building buzz for a property that's been around for so long. Like talk about renewing interest. Like it is up there with one of my favorite trailers or teasers, whatever you want to call it, ever. I think it's incredible. Obviously, the film was a bit lackluster in comparison, but that what a way to tease like this new version, this new interpretation of it. My God, I thought it was incredible. That description gave me freaking goosebumps as you were doing it there. But yeah, I I completely agree. That that trailer is like you can feel your heart like beginning to like do, 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 oh. do, do, do. and it's it's the low that like you said it's the kind of the chorus of like oh. Oh, it's it's scary like it's a scary trailer for something that's familiar yeah and there's all this like smoke or something like that and you don't actually see Godzilla you see at the very exactly. end you see I think his tail or you see like a little bit of a tail just like yeah. through the smoke and these like and, and the, the fun because like you're just seeing because obviously you don't know the context in the trailer but there's just these like six lads on those on those whatever you call them things halo jumps and you're like yeah. and what are these guys going to do but it's so oh, it's amazing and then of course Transformers ripped it off by trying to do the exact scene in like Age of Extinction or something except for obviously yeah. has zero finesse uh, and zero charm and you're like oh, get out of here you are so there's, there's nothing delivered about it the, the, bit, the bit with the Transformers it's like <laughs> so Michael Bay they're jumping out of a building no they're in a plane that's hit by a building collapsing <laughs> that they jump out of and there's a Transformer underneath having a bat <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah it's no subtlety like that that that's what i think sells that godzilla trailer it's all about the subtlety and maybe the, the thing is the disappointing thing about the movie is that that's fine for a minute long trailer but when your film is two hours 20 minutes and it's almost just subtlety the whole way through until yeah. maybe the very end and the whole entire place gets absolutely blown up and you can only see you know kind of godzilla's head every now and again appearing above the smoke and then just more mm destruction but it's about that subtlety that oh, that, that trailer is a great shout it's a brilliant trailer mm. and it, it does a great job of giving a sense of scale because it gives yeah of godzilla because it gives which is a problem with a lot of big films you know or films with big monsters like pacific rim especially the second one really struggled with it mm. and it's about like you know slowing things down and and doing it from the perspective of people looking up at the monsters so that you really get a sense of look how you know large and threatening they are and everything so it, it, it ticked all those boxes in the trailer it was, it was incredible stuff and the film just let it down because even the humans in that movie were so incredibly boring because it's, it's the guy <laughs> from Kick-Ass yeah and it's it's the pair it's it's yes w- and it's Wanda and yeah. uh, Quicksilver Danny Quicksilver what's Danny that's not right I just said Daniel like I'm <laughs> just guessing first names here <laughs> Daniel oh Daniel son <laughs> damn Daniel 
It's a Karate Kid crossover. It's it's Wanda Maximoff and Petro Maximoff. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen are a couple. But Brian Cranston is his dad, and he is very good in it. He's to be fair to him, he's very good in it. Well, oh, he's the best part of the movie. Unfortunately, he's only in it the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, half an hour, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I think you know. To your point, it's easier to. It's amazing how they're able to tell a better story in that thirty seconds or that minute long than having to try and sort of extrapolate that across two and a half hours and maintain that same level of menace and suspense. It just doesn't really work. Agreed. There you go. Um, okay, all right. I, I feel like we should leave that segment there where it is. So so that was our segment, Rob, of course, you called it. Oh, sorry. Trailer failures. God, that's, diddy, diddy. God that's, diddy. that is excellent. That is just excellent. <laughs> nice. Oh. Okay, just, just, so just before we end it, uh, I put up on Twitter, and I, just because we're kind of running out of time here, I will 100% get to, get to all the questions. I just put up on Twitter about, like, if there's any questions people have for us, we'll try and kind of do it at the end of the shows. So I'm going to read out maybe maybe just one or two quickly, really quickly, some questions people gave us. So one is from uh, Eat Crime. That's at Eat Crime. And they said, what do you want to do first when the country is completely back to normal? And I guess I'll go first. And very easily... I want to go to the cinema. I want to go to the cinema so, so badly. And that's what I'm going to do. Sounds awful I didn't say see my parents and stuff. But I mean, I've so, I've seen my parents, obviously, at, at some points and stuff like that. So <laughs> I just mean in a more in a more entertainment sort of way, I, I want to go to the cinema. In a, in a, really from bad. a social standpoint. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's me. How about you, Rob? Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually uh, getting a trip home. And when, when things are a bit easier... Right now, it's still a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes to getting into countries, so I haven't, like, chanced it yet. And just having a good old catch-up with the fam, and also a lot of Irish friends I haven't got a chance to see in literally, it's going to be nearly two years, um, yourself included, for a lot of people. So that's, yeah, that's what's it, like me. <laughs> that's something I, I, yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, it's been so such a, uh, like, just a, it's been dormant. You've just had to put a, you know, your, any life that existed outside of London, you know, you've, for me anyway, I've had to put that all on hold. So I'm looking forward to just picking things back up where they left off, basically, for me personally. Okay, then the other ones, uh, we'll kind of so, so the other ones are about so Space Rocks at Space Rocks 2020 and from the middle, both asked about Loki, but I, I haven't seen that yet. I don't know if you have either, so. I haven't watched any yeah. of it yet, actually. So we'll, we'll put a pin in that until we've seen it. Much to my chagrin. So, so at from the midpod said, <laughs> yeah, we've got some questions. First of all, who do you think you are? Second, what gives you the right? And finally, why are you guys so awesome? Uh, thank you for that. Uh, who do I think I am? Who do you think you are? Anyway, sorry, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's us. I guess that's us. <laughs> Is that, wait, have we have we, have we answered that question? <laughs> I mean, who do you think you are? I don't know. Fucking ages. Some kind of superstar. You have got to move it, shake it. Show me how good you are. Who sings that? Is Spice Girl. Spectre. Oh God. I'm so bad. I said Sophia Spexter. I'd never, I never know these things. She could technically be a Spice Girl. Who knows? Yeah. Ah. Nice. Okay. Thanks for your comments, guys. We will get around to boredom <laughs> and in our next episode, and hopefully get a few more as well because they're funny. But ripping content <laughs> from the lids. Listen, it's what the people want. But yeah, that's us for today, then, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I guess Rob, you have to tell the people where they can find us. Ah, uh, I can do that. I suppose. Yeah, they can find us oh everywhere. Soundcloud.com forward slash Capital Stands. That's the main hub, as it were, in terms of where you'll find all the recordings. That's where Ross uploads them. But of course, they all then fan out into different realms of the, the internet, like Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, ooh, ooh, Podtail. It'll find its way there. Oh, it does. And then there's also uh, Podchaser.com. I think we're in there. And we're on the Pod Nation group of podcasts. Great bunch of podcasts. So if you listen to us and you like us, you should listen to the other folks on there as well. I don't know why I've never said that bit before. That's my bad, folks. Because well, we've got to promote <laughs> ourselves first. Come yeah. on. Listen to us first, for the record. <laughs> listen to us first, and only then <laughs> go on to the other ones. <laughs> There's also the, the website, which is www.capunderstands.com. I almost forgot the URL there for a second, even though I said it a minute ago. And you can look in around there. There's also... um. You can email us. The email's on that website, but you can also just email us directly at the lads at Cap Understands. And finally, the Twitter, which Ross wonderfully curates, is at Cap Understands. Notice the branding. Notice the power. Here we go. Let's do it. I mean, I mean, it's great branding. And this is all you, Rob. That was all you. So, I mean, fair play. Well done. Ah, there we go. We're on theme. We're on team. That, 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 should, get <laughs> that should get people from... One of those will work. If you find us on there. From A to C for Cap Understands. Oh, I was awful. Uh, but look, as I said, I got this picture in front of me. It's the Dublin Transformer. And in his hand, mm. he's got a spire, which is ironically very inspiring. And all that is left to say <laughs> is that I've been Ross. And I have been Rob. This has been I Understood That Reference. Thanks very much for listening. Hey, get up them stairs. Thanks for listening, Nobody everybody. Do. Bye. Thank you. Take Swan. care out there. Swan, laugh, the lair. Yeah,